Branding for Entertainers podcast, episode number two. You're listening to the Branding for Entertainers podcast, where we talk about your visual, verbal, and virtual brand and why it matters. This podcast helps entertainers grow and become someone that your clients and audience remember long after your gig is over. And now, here's your host, Billy Diamond. Hello, I am your host, Billy Diamond, and welcome to another episode of Branding for Entertainers. We're going to get right back into our interview with Chris Shepard of the Successful Performer Cast. When we complete this full interview, I think we have one more episode after this, but once we do that, we are going to start getting into specific topics that are going to help you um, help you with living out your brand. And we're going to do that in a visual, verbal, and a virtual way. And I'll explain that in more detail later. But in this episode, I want you to really stay tuned, listen close, because I'm going to tell you about how to evolve your brand. I talk with Chris about this, and uh, I also let you in on some very, very personal uh, situations from my past. And I want you to stay tuned because uh, you're not going to want to miss... uh, Uh, some of these details and how I almost went to prison. Now let's get back into this interview. I'd imagine if uh, somebody, you know, a a magician started out doing kids parties and, uh, you know, so they they branded themselves and their their logo and their website and everything, um, you know, has a a very, very young um, look that would appeal to kids and the parents of kids, but then they decide that, you know what, they, they maybe want to start shifting into a different market or whatever, and maybe they want to go after businesses and start doing corporate events. You know, the the look that they have right now uh, obviously wouldn't work for that. You know? uh, so, absolutely, and you're 100% correct, and I, and I hope our, I hope your listeners uh, understand and get that that mm-hmm. that you know you, you, it's hard to be a birthday party magician and have a fun loving logo and then want to go do uh, trade shows or corporate events and being taken very seriously. Right. Uh, so absolutely, you're correct. Uh, you know, to- totally two entirely different looks. So you know that leads back to that question of how do you evolve? Mm-hmm. And I think part of that evolution process is is you know here again knowing who you are being comfortable with where you're at now but also having a clearly defined direction of where where you're heading okay so you know if I'm a birthday party magician now and five years my goal is to do corporate well first of all I have to ask myself why why am I not tackling the corporate market now obviously it's something that doesn't happen you know right overnight and maybe I need those birthday party shows to sustain me to get me to that next step as as we often do <laughs> it's right. not just isolated to one person the the thing is is in that branding process there's a such thing as called cross branding okay okay so so I might I might cross brand and I you know I, I think another key and here again this this relates to marketing as well and that is for if, if I have a I'll give you a, a prime example. Now, I, I don't really do birthday party shows, but I do have a birthday party site and I have a birthday party presence. Mm-hmm. And that has an entirely, totally different look and a totally different feel than what my Billy Diamond CCM site has. And that is more of a corporate, let me help you and get a return on your investment, more of that corporate trade show sort of thing. Right. 
So th- those are things along the way that, that, that can absolutely help and I think are very vital in separating your market area. Now, in addition to that, I think you have to be very careful, and this is going a little bit deeper, but uh, uh, you have to be very careful of how you position yourself. For what I do in my primary market, I'm not too concerned, but I do have that presence of the birthday uh, party magician and could could have the potential or, or negative ramifications that I might not be taken serious. But uh, So I think those are things you have to think about too. You know, How do you – how much of that do you want to really make public? Okay. You know, I really think – you know, if we're having this conversation and you said as a client – Mm-hmm. Okay, this is where I am. This is where I want to be. You know, I think the key is yes, you have to work now and you have to be doing that, but you make those small transitions along the way. And those small transitions are business related, not so much branding related. In other words, they they go together, but how do we how do we take you from that birthday party magician and make you that corporate entertainer? Mhm. You know how do you how do you how do you brand that to do that and and I and there's absolutely an evolution there that can happen. Um, I find though that most times that guys that want to go from here to there are only going from here to there because it means more money. Yeah, and you know that's that's another whole whole different topic. I think it's so important that. Here again, that's why I say I'm such a stickler about be who you are. Mm-hmm. And man, when you know who you are as not just a person but as an entertainer and you're passionate about what you do, there's something to be said about when you have the passion to do it, the, the, the rest really does follow. Yeah, so, it just so, kind of falls in around around what you've discovered and, and what you're trying to build. <laughs> absolutely. You know, I, I had mentioned that I do the – behavioral health market. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's what I do. That's my niche. That's my workshop. It's a little hard for guys to kind of touch that. I was diagnosed with having bipolar in 2001. Okay. And uh, that's how that stemmed off. And, uh, you know, I go out and I speak about it. I use my magic and I, I, I entertain at the same time that I'm able to talk to professionals about the, the behavioral health market and mental illness. And it, it kind of came about by accident, but, you know, it was an extension of who I am, and it only makes sense. And it's like, man, I love helping people, so it really is a passion of mine, as a, you know, from the performance end of things and as a, as a person as a whole to, to really be able to affect and, and inspire other people. Mm-hmm. So I think the key is, is in that process, I think you find that evolution, you, yeah. You'll find the evolution not just as a person, but as your brand, and and all that kind of shifts and transitions with time. It's not something that you just do, you know, overnight, and you go from here to there. Here again, I think that business aspect is is taking it little by little, and then also saying, well, this is where I'm at now. This is where I want to be. How do I get there? And when you can answer those questions, then that's when, no pun intended, but that's when the magic really does happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it really does. Yeah. Okay. Now, real quick, what are some of the uh, common mistakes that you see people make when it comes to branding? Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Well, paying $5 for a logo on Fiverr. (laughs) Hey, there you go. (laughs) Uh, uh, That's that's the first one. And them thinking that a logo is the only thing that is your brand. Mm -hmm. That's that's just such a common misbehavior misconception I think people have is well it's just my presence it's just my logo 
Yeah. And it really, here again, the logo just goes so much beyond that. Uh, so that's a big common mistake. Another common mistake is not doing that initial analysis to find out who is my audience. What should that look like? What, what should my brand look like? What should I convey? What are my what are my core values? Here again, this goes down. This all boils down to more business than it does about graphic design. Right. It's about getting you to that next step. So it's so much deeper than just you know. I love graphic design, and it plays a, such a vital role in it. You know, as we talked about the colors of a logo and what they mean. I encourage people. You know, if you're going to do this yourself, or you're going to uh, hire somebody to do it, talk talk to them about that. Yeah. They need to know who you are. I, I think I think the biggest the biggest frustration I have is guys that say, "I just need a logo." Branding is really about analyzing the audience. It's about It's about getting to know a person and where where they want to be heading and taking them on that journey and how how to get them there. Not just from that logo, but positioning them to 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 be successful in that particular market. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you'd um you'd mentioned uh really just kind of taking a look at yourself and and what you're offering. Um and I'd imagine that it's it would be worth it to to do that periodically as well just to kind of do another checkup on yourself and to see if anything has changed and and that would uh you know help you further strengthen your brand as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean even I Going back to struggles and what you know, some of the biggest mistakes I think people make is mm-hmm. it's on that business level. We should be going back at least once a year, at least once every year, and evaluating where we're at. Are we okay with where we're at? Do we need to take? Do we want to up the ante a little bit? Do we? Yep. Let, what, what's our next step? Yeah. You know, I'm speaking to the choir here as I say that because I'm I'm in the number just like everybody else. Is it's so important. To, to be on that, that cutting edge of the business aspect of it. I find my frustration is too many times that magicians are so worried about um, what my next trick will be instead of <laughs> focusing on, I mean, I'm just going to shoot straight to it, and that is, they, they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is that next greatest trick I could have? Yep. Rather than focusing on the business of business. You're never going to be successful as, a, as an entertainer if you don't think like an entrepreneur and you don't think like a business person. Yeah. Yeah. You just you, won't. You got to know where you're going. It kind of it kind of goes back to that um the uh, Alice in Wonderland quote where where Alice meets the Cheshire Cat and and she says, "Which way should I go?" And the Cheshire Cat says, "Well, it depends. Where do you where are you headed?" And she says, "I don't know." And he goes, "Well, it really doesn't matter which way you go then." That's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, until you can find out that and what your your passion is and your path. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You won't you won't know. Yeah, and I I know I butchered that. Uh, I, I can't even call it a quote because I butchered it so bad. And I'll probably get some emails about that. But <laughs> <laughs> you guys get the idea. <laughs> we sure are all human now, aren't we? <laughs> oh man, absolutely. And that's okay. And I think that's another thing. Here again, beating a dead horse. Here we're saying just be you. And, yep. you know, I, th- I think that's. <laughs> I think that's so key. At the end of the day, you know what? We're we're all just human, and I think we strive many times so hard to be somebody we're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with that being said, you know, branding is about perception, <laughs> and and <laughs> yes. sometimes it's hard to have that balance of how how do I want people to perceive me, but yet live and be loyal to to what my core values are. 
So that it's really it's not so much a struggle for me, but I had to get there where it's it's one of those things that you have to you have to have that balance and just be real. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, when, when you're real like that and you're just a real person at the end of the day, boy, I'll tell you, that there's, there's so much that can elevate your, your brand and elevate you as a person. Yeah. I think we have too many phonies in this world and all people. It's really hard being a magician because <laughs> it's kind of what we do. Yep. <laughs> but, to, but to be able to turn that off um, is, is key and that plays into that brand thing as well. And you know, here again, it's about perception and I, I think it's important to have that real perception not a fake facade perception of who who you want people to think you are, but you're really not. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Here's the thing that I, another frustration I have: we see so many marketing courses out there for magicians and entertainers, and I think it's great content. I have some very good friends, uh, as, as you probably know, that 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 do just this for a living, mm-hmm. and it. It's great, great content, but one of the things that I, I feel, and I hear again, I'll, I'm just a straight shooter, I'll say it, and yeah. that is magicians are lazy. <laughs> they're, they're just lazy. Yes. You know what? You can't work a system if you don't work the system. <laughs> so it really boils down to you know how much energy and time do you want to put into it? And what I find is a lot of people, they want it just handed to them completely, but do not want to put the work in it to get there. So it's even just like the successful performer cast. Mm-hmm. You're giving people the tools, not just with my podcast, but with all the other podcasts. What will they do with it? Of course, I really want to give people some tools, and uh, they'll be able to download some PDFs and things like that to, to ask those hard questions, but they're going to have to do the homework. I can't do that for them. I really feel like there's, there's a, a good percentage of entertainers out there that probably even listen to your podcast that can't afford the thousands of dollars to to get to that next step with branding yeah uh, or in their marketing my passion is really about you know performing my passions about uh, helping others and yes. this is just one one capacity that I can you know I just I, I think it's so important that if you have a talent why not use it and and pass it on and anybody can teach somebody a trick but mm-hmm. not everybody's skilled in, in, in certain areas. I feel like this is an area that I've been blessed with, and I, I want to be able to pass that on. So Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I hope that you're enjoying the podcast so far. Stick around for the rest because I'm going to talk with you about my own personal failures and how I was able to rebrand myself after being at one of the very lowest points in my life. Once again, a special thanks to Chris Shepard of the Successful Performer Cast for allowing me to broadcast our interview. You'll want to be certain to check out SuccessfulPerformerCast.com. Again, that's SuccessfulPerformerCast.com. It's a fantastic podcast in which Chris interviews one full-time professional entertainer with the goal of inspiring and equipping those who are working to make the leap themselves. Now, on the other hand, if you're looking to clarify your own message and your own brand, or maybe you just need a little extra help, or maybe you're looking for some cool custom-branded show props, you'll be able to find me. That's Billy Diamond, and I'm over at brandme.mynameisbillydiamond.com. Again, brandme. My name is Billy Diamond.com. There are uh, 
a couple of questions that I like to ask all of my guests. And the first one is basically for uh, asking about a failure moment. And I'm sure you see moments of failure as learning experiences, but I was hoping that you could give us one specific example of one of those learning moments that you've had and what you've taken away from it. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's kind of an embarrassing one, but you know, I'll talk about it just because at the end of the day, here again, as I said before, we're just we're all real people and it's about what we do with that and how we get through all that. It was years ago, uh, in fact about 18 years ago to be exact, <laughs> my, well, yeah. my, son, my son had just been born. I had an agent that was, uh, in, fact, in fact, I think he was in the same uh, town that you're in. Okay. Uh, more and part. he would have us crisscrossing all over the country. So, so yeah. my son had just been born, and I made a, a career decision, and that was I need to get off the road. <laughs> okay. And it was one of those things of, oh, my goodness, now what do I do? Well, long story short, I had some designs for some illusions, and uh, one thing led to another. I started, started building some props, and it took off. And uh, before I knew it, I, I grew out of a... Uh, out of a small 10 by 20 storage unit into a 3,000 square foot facility mm -hmm. and I was building day and night. I think within my first five years I built it from just a couple people to about 480 clients around 38 countries around the globe. Wow. Sounds pretty, sounds pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> right? And this was just a, really at the advent of where you know the internet was really taking off. We don't have all the tools we have today mm -hmm. but uh, it was still one of those things I was, I was busy and I ended up, I was working 18-hour days, seven days a week, just being a yes man. Yeah, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Long story short, I really, I, I, I failed at that business so bad. I grew too big too fast, and I really uh, had too much product, had to develop something else because magicians want the next thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so I was constantly trying to design other things. So through that, I say all that, it was, it was one of my biggest life and business failures because through that I lost my marriage. Oh my I gosh! Bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, almost went to prison. It was really, really bad. And I thought, man, I'm, I'm not just so ashamed. And it wasn't a thing that I was trying to um, take advantage of people. It was, it was just where I was in life. Mm -hmm. It was just a constant struggle after struggle. And I thought, I'm never going to be able to hold my head up in the magic community ever again. Yeah. And what I walked away from with that was, you know what, hey, what can I learn from this? What can I learn from this? Right. And so, so through all that, my whole, my whole process was taking a step back when I kind of came to reinvent myself, if you will, in even pushing myself back out there with other magicians because I thought, man, I, I'm, I'm crucified forever now. I'm, I'm just not going to. So you want to talk about building a brand and mm -hmm. trying to rebuild a brand and not changing your name either. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I know I still have my adversaries, but one of the things that I really strive for today is don't grow a business. You just grow it small and steady. Mm -hmm. And really, if you're only doing it for the money to survive, then yeah. you need another occupation. <laughs> so here again, it's about finding your passion, learning from those business failures. And like I say, that's not something I'm proud of. Those, sure. those, those days were dark. I mean, really dark days. I ended up in the hospital. I had a nervous breakdown on top of it. And I had about two more after that and was at a point of suicide. I know I'm getting way off on a bunny trail here, but you know, you this, this is about, important though. I you mean, want to talk about failures. I yeah. mean, I really. And I think 
and, and this isn't isolated me because everybody has a story, and I think even your other uh, people that you've had on your podcast, I'm sure that they're probably not proud of their failures, just as I'm not. Mm-hmm. But it's what do we do with those failures? How mm-hmm. do we how do we take those failures in life and turn them around? And I'm convinced because I see it around me every day. There are people who learn from those failures, and there's people that don't learn from those failures. Yeah. Oh, and when you man. start repeating the same mistakes over, it's like you just want to like, come on, wake up, <laughs> wake up. So I always try to be. You know, I, I think one of the biggest keys for me is just really trying to be self-aware, and I, right. and, I and I strive really hard. The other thing that, as I got into all those problems, was a lack of communication with clients. Uh-huh. Like I say, I know I'm off on a big bunny trail here, but you want to talk about failure? This was this is certainly huge failure that not proud of at all, but have have really tried to come full circle, reinvent myself, and 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 do things much differently than I did back then. Podcast helps entertainers grow and become someone that your clients and audience remember long after your gig is over. Wow. So that's the second part of my interview with Chris Shepard of the Successful Performer Cast. And now I have to be honest, as I sat down to work on this episode and having to listen to it all over again, I was so reminded that it's it's so easy to fail. But it also reminds me of how important it is and how much courage it takes to get back up and just be open and honest and just share our lives with other people so hopefully they can avoid the same exact mistakes, mistakes I've made even. So I think you're beginning to see a clearer picture of who I am as a person, or at least I hope so. We all face failure in our lives and in our business from time to time. Now, maybe you haven't had the personal struggles or major failures that I've had in my life and in my business, but I do assure you that regardless of where you're at in your entertainment career, if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of funny, but um, it's true. And I like how uh, the famous Woody Allen says it. He says, if you're not failing every now and again, it's a sign you're not doing anything very innovative. I agree with that. Now, perhaps you're sitting here today and listening to this podcast and thinking, I've had some pretty great successes in my life. I have a great family. I have a great personal life. In fact, I've gone pro. I'm enjoying doing what I love to do. I got it all together. But, you know, somehow there's still this uh, disconnect with the way you're perceived by people, with your brand. Or maybe you're sitting here and you just started in the business and you're thinking, I have a really rough road ahead of me uh, after listening to this guy's interview. <laughs> well, my friend, regardless of where you're at, I want you to understand one thing, and that is this. There's no one in the world like you. I mean that. There's no one with the strengths that you have. Sure, there's similarities between people and skill sets, but you're uniquely you. And I mean that inside and out. That's what separates you. That's what's going to prove your brand and who you are to the world. Sure, we hit some bumps in the road along the way, but I personally think that one of the biggest things that you can do to elevate your brand right now is simply be real 100% of the time. Let me say that again. Be real 100% of the time. Now, that, does, that of course doesn't mean that you have to be like me and totally transparent and just throw everything out there for all the world to hear. But what it does mean 
is that you need to be genuine about your brand presence. When you're in the public spotlight or maybe you're in the supermarket walking down the aisle or even just walking down the street, you're on all the time regardless. But you don't have to feel the pressure of that, okay? Understand that. Just just be you. Now, maybe you've struggled with uh, who you are, your brand identity for years, or maybe you're not happy in the market that you're performing in right now. Maybe you're feeling hopeless and perhaps you feel like maybe I should just give up this dream. So many people have told me, when are you going to get a real job? When are you going to get a real job? Maybe I should just give up this dream. My friend, I've, I felt that way many times myself, but I didn't listen to the naysayers. Sure, times have been tough, but I never listened to the naysayers. I always had the courage to get back up, and you do too. Now, this is going to sound really spiritual, and honestly, I don't mean it that way. But I want to say this. Whether you want to believe this or not, you were born with a plan and a purpose. You've been given talents that can bring smiles to faces of many people with the talent that you have. And you're, you're able to take them out of their element and all the hustle and bustle, even if it's just for a moment in time. Think about that. That's why you desire to do what you do. I hope you're getting this, and I hope you're being encouraged through this process. And some of the things that I've even been talking about with Chris Shepard in my interview over at Successful Performer Cast. Now, in next week's episode and the conclusion of my interview with Chris Shepard, I'm going to walk you through my journey of depression because I know it is something that a lot of entertainers like myself face on a regular basis. Why? Because we're artistic. That's why. And I want you to know that you don't have to be stuck there either. I've got through it, and you can too. Now, if you've recently become a listener of the podcast and you're just eager for me to just get through my story, let's get to the meat of branding. Well, (laughs) I don't want to bore you to death forever with my story. There is light at the end of the tunnel. In fact, I'd like you to subscribe and stay tuned. I'd like you to hang with me in the weeks ahead uh, for these podcasts. So I'm going to have some really interesting topics on branding every Friday. And I'm also going to be doing interviews with some amazingly talented people. And you're not going to want to miss these interviews, though, because it's not going to be a back-and-forth type of interview like you're used to hearing. No, you're going to be learning about branding in a new way and through a story format. Again, my name is Billy Diamond. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Branding for Entertainers podcast. I will talk to you next week.